Well, moments of joy to fortify the soul, along with many a sucker punch, are all in the latest poetry collection by Chris Tess. It's called Supermodel Minority. Chris once again revisits tough times he's experienced growing up as a young gay Asian man in New Zealand, but also looks to the now and the future. The first two books in what he calls a loose trilogy were called How to Be Dead in a Year of Snakes and He's So Mask. Chris Tease is with us now. Tenakwe, Chris. Kia Thanks for having me. I'm not sure if you heard. I hope you did. Harry Ricketts has called this your most ambitious collection yet when he was on Nine to Noon the other day. Do you see it that way? I, yeah, I think it is um, a very ambitious collection. Um, for me, as a writer, it was very much about pushing uh, myself into new territories in terms of the themes and the topics that I wanted to write about and uh, sort of looking at uh, different ways of uh, form and craft and technique um, and really letting myself sort of play a bit more than I had with my um, previous two books. There are just so many lines I've written down, you know, that I loved because I don't <laughs> scribble on books. I don't like that. But inside every poem is a stage with trapdoors. I've just kept coming back to that as I've been reading the collection, but I thought we might we might look about, you know, talk about that, how you see that, how every poem is a stage with trapdoors. Yeah, I I sort of have this tendency to um, write sometimes jokey poems um, or, you know, poems with really ridiculous lines and imagery that are a way of luring the reader in and then, boom, the trapdoor opens up and they sort of find themselves in a poem that's actually about racism and um, homophobia and uh, the anxieties of being a gay man. Um, so it's it's my way of sort of luring people in and then, and then sort of sucker punching them with, with what the poem is really about. Well, let's come back to that racism and homophobia um, addressed a lot in this collection, as with the other mm. collections. And there's another line, killing racists and homophobes with kindness can only get us so far. I mean, are these poems written, Chris, with with rage? I mean, when you're sitting down and thinking about about this and, and these big issues and how the impact it's had on your life and not just your life, so many lives. I mean, I, I'm trying to picture there if you've got a, a knot in your stomach of fury when you're writing these yeah I, I you know a lot of the, the collection and writing the collection was figuring out how to be comfortable with my own anger and rage and frustration about these things for the longest of times you know I've been very risk averse and you know and and against um sort of wanting to put my head too far above the parapet and um, protecting myself in, in particular ways. And then I sort of started thinking about it and it felt unfair that other people were able to wield their rage so publicly against um, people of colour, um, against queer people. And I really got to thinking, like, how do I use this anger and rage in a way that um, isn't just going to be performative or um, you know, uh, affect other people negatively. And for me, it was figuring out how to do that um, through poetry and to unpick it and, and ask myself, why am I angry? Why does this trigger such a response in me? Um, and yeah, this, this, this collection is pretty much that journey. You've chosen a poem to read for us, Chris, if you would. Yeah, um, so this is actually the um, the shortest poem in the book because um, there's, there's uh, very, very long poems in this collection. Uh, this is called In Denial. Sometimes you can't tell the sky apart from the hills. The more you look, the more you begin to doubt that either exists. 
When you're busy arguing about the branches dipping over your fence, you forget it's the roots you need to tend to. Every silent disc played on repeat is heard light years away. When we turn to look backwards, we see it all unfolding like a map we refused to trust. History is a violence, kindness erased like a weed. It's like art that moves us yet we know we can't enjoy. A bloody knife protruding from a portrait of a young gay man beaten to death. No gentle shades of watercolour. Just black vivid scrawled on a bus shelter, screaming at us to leave or die. There's so much um, pain in here, Chris, but also I get a sense of light and shade, of moments of hope. What's the line here you've got mm-hmm. here? Um, a future in which the definition of hope is a meteorite passing over our heads and disappearing into the uncharted skies, uh, which I love. You give us as the reader a choice of how we see the future. I mean, are you mm-hmm. sensing any sea change in, in attitudes and understanding? I mean, it's a weird time to ask this question because there's so much you know, anger and frustration from the last couple of years, you know, we've turned from kindness yeah. to a kind of grumpiness. But how are you you're living this? How do you feel about the future? So for me, one of the turning points in the writing of this collection was shortly after the mosque attacks in, in Christchurch. And I was asked to read at Papa uh, as part of an event for the Terracotta Warriors exhibition. And I had chosen, already chosen to read from my first book, How to Be Dead in Year of Snakes, which is about a hate crime that takes place in Wellington um, in 1905 on Haining Street. And when I did that reading, it was one of the hardest readings I've had to do because the themes from that book, even though they were written about a hate crime from 1905, were suddenly so much more resonant and raw in, um, in that week after the, the mosque shootings. And it, it, it made me really angry and sad that that could still be happening in, in Aotearoa in, in 2020 um, or 2019. Um, and I, I wanted to understand why there doesn't seem to be any change or, or you know, the, why, why something like that is still happening in, in our country. And a lot of this collection is trying to figure out why that is. I think I've come to the conclusion that racism is going to be around for a very very long time which sounds like a really bleak conclusion but for me it's about how we learn to talk about it in a way that doesn't trigger those immediate sort of knee-jerk responses of 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 people being utterly offended when you call them a racist or or calling out their racism for a lot of people that's the worst thing that you 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 can call someone I think there's a lot of, of subtlety um, in exploring that kind of thing, and, and this it's a long title, bear with me. Abandoned Acceptance Speech for Outstanding Achievement by a Chinese New Zealander in the Field of Excellence. I mean, it's just full of dripping with irony. Um, but there's a line here, there have been awkward silences when I joke about eating dogs in a room of my Caucasian peers who clutch their wine glasses tighter and don't know whether to laugh or call the SPCA. And I think that whole issue of of stereotypes, that, that form of racism is something you call out time and again. Yeah, and that's why I've called the collection Supermodel Minority uh, to sort of play around with that idea of the model minority myth and um, how harmful that myth can be um, because it, it doesn't allow for um, 
an understanding of the differences and experiences that that different Asian people have. You know, it, it, it effectively lumps all Asian people into one group and says, you know, they're all good at maths or they're all hardworking or they all eat dogs. Um, and it really plays on those stereotypes and it becomes a shortcut way of um, defining a, a group of people. And for me, trying to destroy that myth and and challenge it is is something that I really wanted to look at in these poems. I'm a big fan of reading acknowledgements. I really enjoy them. And you refer <laughs> to a few song lyrics that you've riffed on in the collection, but I also see a reference to a card in the game called Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> this may be unique for me. Yeah, um, so there's a poem in, in the collection which is about playing Cards Against Humanity with my mum and uh, aunties and for those who don't know, Cards Against Humanity is is a really awful game in which you finish sentences using um, cards that you have in your hand. And these cards often contain um, graphic or rude or really ridiculous uh, words or phrases. Uh, so it does often <laughs> require you to explain certain terms to, to people who aren't familiar with it. And the reason why I really wanted to have that poem in the book is because it does show a different side of, um, you know, what it, what it means for me to write about my family. Like I didn't want all of my family poems to be about um, historical trauma or all of the bad things that have happened to us because we're, we're Chinese um, in a, in a West, mostly Western um, society. So it, for me, it's a little bit of fun and um, a cheeky way of sort of saying, Hey, you know, I can write about something else as well. Like this is, yeah, this is ridiculous, but this is my family. <laughs> Yamehi <laughs> Noe, Chris, thank you so much. Supermodel Minority is the title of this new poetry collection by Chris Teese. It's published by Auckland University Press. It's fantastic.